0: Will Biden gaff or talk our way into World War III? What is going on with Hollywood and Disney trying to sexualize children? And a little bit more information about some bio labs in Ukraine. All today. Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda. Just America. Hello, welcome. Happy Wednesday. Another week is half over already. It's hard to believe. Well, it might be. It just depends. Uh, To me, it feels like it's been forever. But that's just because... uh, don't have a day off for, I don't know, 26 days, something like that. Something insane. Um, so, yes, might seem a little tired. Um, you know, it just comes from uh, <laughs> working a lot of overtime. So I'm dragging, but I'm here and ready to go. And uh, quite a few things to be concerned about, apparently. Um least of which is, uh, what is going on with our president? Uh, that would be a really good, uh, question. Anyone could, uh, maybe answer that around Washington. Uh, if we could get a clarification on what the hell is going on, well, that would, that would be beneficial, I believe, because the way it stands now, um, this guy is going to talk us into, uh, open war, and uh that's not something that uh, anyone and there's been polling on this that uh you know the majority by far of Americans something like 70% or something uh, don't want a hot war in uh you know Ukraine or China or uh, Russia sorry and uh so it's it's really bizarre but i think honestly what we can all say is we can tell that this is just a man who's diminished that's just all there is to it um Or are these things that were, you know, written into into, uh, you know, his speeches, and he's reading them? It's hard to, uh, man, it's hard to know what the hell is going on. So I did play one uh, last week at the for the Sunday show, where uh, he was telling uh, U.S. troops that, hey, uh, you're going to see all this when you get there. You're going to see what's going on in Ukraine when you get there. And uh, it was kind of crazy because uh, it's like, oh, what? Wait a minute. Hold on. What are you talking about? Um, Why would they be going to Ukraine? And uh, so uh, he had some more uh, over the past week. He had some more. And this is all from the same trip. I mean, apparently the man did a month's worth of damage control in one weekend while in Poland, um, which, by the way, is hard to do, I think. Um, I've never, never seen quite this much uh, trouble caused uh, and real trouble, not just a little bit, but a uh, real trouble. Here is uh, Biden basically saying uh, it's time for uh, regime change in Russia, which, I mean, obviously would be a good thing, but that's not up to us. But here you go.
1: Will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all. Okay, and wait. May God wait, defend what? our freedom. Okay, so and you're may talking God about? God protect our truth.
0: Okay, so, uh, yeah, you heard it. Yeah, and he was giving a speech to a bunch of people in Poland, and he said, uh, this guy can't remain leader. Well, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but when you're the president of the United States and you make comments like that, that sets policy and around the world people watch that and they're like, oh, wait a second. Uh, I guess America's going to take out Putin and, you know, it's a whole thing. So it just really, really uh, is, is wow. And he doesn't get any better. Here is uh, oh, try this.
1: Well, what was the second part? Kate, the diplomacy of this moment. Mm. No, I don't think it does. You know, uh, the uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the fact is that we're in a situation where it uh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. complicates the situation oh. at the moment is the mm-hmm. uh, the escalatory okay. efforts of Putin. T- what to uh, continue and engage in carnage—the kind of behavior that uh, mm-hmm. that makes the whole world say, "My God, what is this man doing?" Yeah, that's what complicates um, things—a great deal. And what? But I, I don't think it complicates
0: it at all. Okay. All right. So it complicates things, but it really doesn't complicate things at all. I, and I think he had it right. And I think um, I don't think he was talking about Putin. I'm pretty sure he was talking about him. Uh, He's thinking what most of America is thinking when they hear him speak anymore. Like, good God, this man cannot be in power anymore. Can we please get somebody else? He's just an absolute train wreck, just an absolute train wreck all the time. And it's sad because um, (sighs) he just he can't stop himself. He just can't for whatever reason um uh, he just can't stop himself from making all these uh insane uh speeches just insane things he says while he's talking and it's it's been an ongoing thing for a long time uh i just played the thing he's at uh, nato and he's talking to nato and he he spreads the um The Trump lie again, you know, that Trump said there were fine people and, uh, you know, it's talking about neo-Nazis and skinheads saying they were fine people, which is an absolute lie that's been debunked over and over. And he couldn't stop there. He had to uh, make the comment, uh, which I thought I had, but apparently I don't. um, But um, he actually makes a comment. They ask him, hey, uh, what if um, what if russia uses some kind of you know chemical weapon and he says well um i guess we'd have to respond in kind and everybody's like what huh did you say the u.s is going to use chemical weapons somewhere because that's not been a policy for a very very long time and of course the white house has to come back and say "Ah, no it's just joe Ah, i just gets mad i saw the most insane defense of all this which you will not believe, uh, someone literally came out and said the defense for all this of him saying, well, Putin has to get out and we were possibly going to respond with a chemical weapon of some kind was because he was Irish. I kid you not, I kid you not, there was an article written that said, well, it's just because he's Irish and he's really, really passionate. And I'm like, well, is that how it works? Does it? Yeah. They lob something over here. We just lob it back. No big deal. I I don't know. I mean, sorry. You know, hey, I should have a pretty good Irish accent. I'm mostly Irish anyway. Uh, but I don't know what that is. That some kind of racial slur now. Um, I mean, I know Irish weren't uh, the Irish people weren't looked too fondly on for a very long time in this country, by the way. Uh, I know they don't talk about that uh, too long. In fact, I don't even think Irish people were considered part of the uh, white people for an extremely long time in this country uh but am i a victim of that no 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 don't do the victim thing but um yeah it's it's crazy but anyway of course like you would expect if you uh make uh statements like that while you're in a foreign country and talking about a war and you say well you know we might have to lob some chemical or biological weapons back and need to pull this guy out of office and yeah i just told the troops they're headed in for war uh you might imagine That some uh, journalists, some journalists might, um, you know, bring it up. You know, a few journalists, a few enterprising people might decide to bring it up and say, hey, Joe, I just thought I would check with you. Are we going to war? Are we now firing chemical weapons? What is going on? So uh, there was a lot of rebuttal. And of course, he tries to walk it back, but isn't walking it back. I just don't know. I don't know. Here you go. Here he is with Peter Ducey.
3: That other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. Thank you. Thank, Thank much you. much
1: getting walked back. It
3: it made it sound like, everything it was you say afraid. gets walked back. Uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were uh, going to Ukraine. Yes. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded yes. like you were calling for regime change in russia and we know right none of the three occurred oh none my three occurred. god none of
1: the three god uh, you, you interpret the language that way i was talking to oh the my first, gosh we we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the ukrainian troops that are in poland no that's what the context that's, i sat there with no. those guys for that's a that's not what hours. you
3: said that's what we talked about so when you said you're going to <laughs> see <laughs> when you're there you were not i was referring
1: point. to with with and talking with the, uh, uh, the uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, troops who are in Poland.
3: And when you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in time. In
1: it will trigger a significant response. What does that for, mean? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> How would I tell you? You've got to be silly. Yeah,
3: that's fair. The world fair.
1: wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then right. Russia knows the response. Uh-huh
0: well you finally got one thing right at the very very end that is the correct answer you say yes there'll be a response what will be the response well i that's up to us we'll decide when when and if that would ever occur we would decide what the response will be but it'll be a significant response and that's all i'm talking about period that's how you handle it actually And I think the only reason he handled it that way is because he didn't have it on the ginormous note cards that he was handed and was holding on to. So he could remember all the points that he was supposed to make. And somebody zoomed in on the note cards and they're blown up huge. And it says hard Putin questions and answers. This is a guy that's supposed to be making the decisions, life and death decisions, dealing with the country, dealing with the military, dealing with all this. And he has to have baby note cards? Like, seriously, like it's just unbelievable that we're in this situation. And the bad part is, I mean, it is, you know, it's a legitimate time to ask, well, what about the 25th Amendment? This guy's obviously unfit to serve. We need to get him out. Well, then you got Kamala, who's... Speeches alone will make the IQ of America literally drop as she is speaking. As she is speaking, people will actively get dumber just for having to hear. So I don't think that's a great, uh, a great, great idea. And if you go third in line, well, then you have drunk aunt Nance and aunt Nance will come out and say, Oh, i think we need lots of bird baths and the way House, a bird baths, and maybe some bird privileges and oh where's my vodka that's what we got that is what we got it's it's unreal so he keeps trying to push back um and say that no no i didn't say any of these things i didn't say any of it i don't know what you're talking about uh this is unbelievable i mean more people are pushing on him because of this because it is a big deal it is a huge deal when you're talking about basically uh, walking us in to World War III by your comments, then, well, <laughs> this is what you got. Here you go.
4: What you said, that Putin can't remain in power, or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters?
1: Well, yes. Three different questions, I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back.
0: Oh, you're not walking anything back well that might be a problem since you said we were going to use chemical weapons we were putting troops into ukraine and you said we wanted regime change well we may want a lot of things are we going to actively pursue regime change um no and that's the kind of clarification you need from a president to go hey I i can say what i would like to happen You know, I I shouldn't have said it in that way. Uh, What I would like to happen is what we would like to happen is uh, for Putin not to be in power anymore. But as an actively seeking his overthrow or seeking to take him out, that is not our purview. That's not what we're here to do. Maybe that would be the best way to do it. But, uh, man. This is uh, crazy. So he gets kind of old guy angry. Of course, he gets old guy angry because that's what Joe Biden does anymore. He gets old man angry, and uh, he starts to um, phew, starts to push back.
1: Ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going. I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody would believes that.
0: Oh my goodness. This is just bad. And, and you tell me. Here is the one about the chemical weapons. You tell me honestly what this means. Because to me and everybody else that's heard this, he said that we would use chemical weapons.
5: The real threat of chemical weapons being used, have you gathered specific intelligence that suggests that President Putin is deploying these weapons, moving them to position or considering their use, and would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical
1: weapons? You know, on the first question, I can't answer that. I'm not going to give you intelligence data, number one. Number two, we would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use.
0: But it sort of sounds like, um, hmm, sort of sounds like, uh, number one, like you're maybe using chemical weapons and number two, it makes it sound like, well, if they just use a little bit here and there, well, we probably won't do anything. So, I mean, he should just shut the hell up. Honestly, uh, he should just, you know, go away. And the funny part is they blew up these, uh, No cards. And it had these exact responses where he said, well, you know, I'm just, uh, I was just having an emotional reaction. And that's where they got the whole, well, he's Irish. He's emotional, which I, I, I don't get it. Like, how can you be that racist, I guess, if that's what you want to call it? I don't know. But anyway, it's funny because literally what he responds with is literally what's written on his note card. He's holding in his hand, and he just uh, he just reads it back to the uh, people asking the questions.
1: Talking to the troops, we're talking about helping train the troops in, uh-huh. that are the, the Ukrainian uh-huh. troops that are in Poland.
4: What you said, that Putin can't remain in power. Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did mm-hmm. your words complicate matters?
1: Well, yes. Three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing. in the actions how the presidency of this man. works. Just, just brutality of it. Half the Get children up, in Ukraine. Up. I just come Get from up, being up. with those families. Ah. And uh, and so, um, but I want to make it clear. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies okay. for it.
2: Not, that's not okay as president. Personal.
1: Personal. My, my personal feeling.
0: My personal feelings. Well, here's the thing. You can have your personal feelings, but when you're the president of the United States, uh, they go to great lengths to make sure that you don't talk about your open personal feelings in a huge speech heard around the world, uh, especially while you're in a foreign country talking about a war that's going on in a neighboring country. You don't get to go out there and just go off the cuff like that and talk about your personal feelings about it. Unless you make that very explicitly known of, yeah, I don't really like this guy, but, you know, this is what we got to do. Whatever you do, you just don't uh, go out and say, oh, we got to take him out. Oh, that's not what I mean, man. I mean, pudding. Oh, somebody had pudding. I thought they were talking about pudding. I want takeout. Oh. Oh, we're talking about Putin, Putin, not Putin. Okay. I mean, that's that's where we're at. We're in some kind of la-la land. Uh, but don't worry. There's plenty of people to, uh, to help out. Here he is again today uh, trying again desperately to walk all this back.
4: I want to get back to your original words that he cannot remain in power. Mm-hmm. Can you help us understand you help have us. more foreign policy experience than any president who has ever held this office? <laughs> Whether those are your personal feelings or your feelings as president, you understand why people would believe you. As
0: Okay, so, uh, well, let me let her finish her long question
4: someone commanding one of the largest Mm -hmm. nuclear arsenals in the world saying someone cannot Mm -hmm. remain in power is a statement of u.s policy and also are you concerned about propaganda use of those remarks by the russians
0: yeah okay what is up with this anymore we don't ask just uh poignant uh, simple questions i mean i hope this lady knows that biden dozed off like 10 words into that okay he he passed out There's no way that Joe Biden stayed awake for that entire question. Not that it's a bad question, not that it's an unfair question, anything like that. But can we at least condense it down to say something like because the reason she's pushing back here is because that was one of the big things they promoted about Biden. You know, he's been in Congress for four hundred and fifty thousand years. He's eight hundred and ten years old, whatever. Uh, he's got more experience in foreign affairs than anyone else on the planet, um, You know, they forgot to mention that the experience he had was, uh, you know, through his son making uh, millions and millions of dollars off of foreign governments. Of course, that's not what they were going to talk about. But that seems to be the extent of any of his success in foreign policy. But that was a pitch that he had. He goes, listen, I have more experience than anybody else with foreign policy. I can get this done. Everything's going to be great. Everybody's going to love us. And so that's why she framed the question that way. But it is an extremely long question. And if you know the man is frail and dementia ridden and has, you know, five minutes of lucidity a day, you really have to condense that. I just wanted to say that, Uh, you know, not that this lady's bad or whatever, but know know who you're questioning and realize that his eyes glazed over and he nodded off long ago, dreaming of pudding and nap time. So uh, it's going to be really hard to get a decent response out of this.
1: Yes, no and no. no, of course, tell me why you have so much experience. You are the leader of this country because it's ridiculous.
0: No, it's, it's, Nobody it... believes
1: we're going to take down. I was going I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. Yeah. Number one, mm. number two, what number have I been talking about all since this all began? I don't know. The yep. only war no, that's what? worse than one intended is one that's unintended. The last thing I want mm. to do is engage in a land war or a nuclear war with Russia. That's not part of it. I was expressing my outrage at the behavior of this Mm. man. Yeah, you're the president. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And it's more an aspiration than anything. He shouldn't be in power. There's no, I mean, people like this shouldn't be ruling countries, but they do.
0: Yeah, they do. And unfortunately, we're stuck with you. And uh, I don't know uh, what, uh, hmm, what we can do about it. Because we're stuck. I mean... You know, of course, most popular president ever. Ever run for the office. More votes than any other uh, candidate ever in the history of the country. Huh. Hmm. It's probably completely normal. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the lady is really, you know, this is a follow up. And he, you know, he reads the same responses again. Nobody believes that I was someone getting rid of Putin. And yes, I want to get rid of Putin, but it's just me being mad and Irish. And no, it, Joe, it has to do with you being old and dementia ridden. I don't know what we're doing, but that's where um, that's where we're at. And it is terrifying that literally this man could gaff us into World War three easily it wouldn't take much right now it would not take much to flip that switch over and you know all of a sudden russia decides to unleash a chemical or bio weapon or decides they're going to fire off a few tactical nukes just to see what's going on and so they can get the upper hand because it looks like uh russia has agreed to start withdrawing some troops standing them down something like that um and we'll see where this goes and see if uh, Putin's going to be happy just uh, falling back and taking the Donbass region of Ukraine, which is kind of what everyone thought he wanted anyway. Um, which, to be fair, had a lot of opposition to, uh, you know, the Ukrainian government had a huge issue with them, you know, leaning more to the West. They, uh, You know, these areas are primarily Russian, Russian people by origin. And, uh, you know, there was some resistance and there's been some skirmishes and fighting there for a few years now. So, I mean, uh, who knows? And then that may be something that uh, Zelensky would be, you know open to i don't really know i can't keep up with it but that's basically where we're at but uh you know somewhere between there here and there uh whatever's going to happen uh joe biden could very well talk us into a serious serious conflict that would drag on for years and years and that's what you can't have but you know don't worry because there are many people in the media that have no problem trying to help Biden out. Here you go.
3: Exactly what most of the world feels about Vladimir Putin. So what? He did not in that speech say that Vladimir Putin should be removed or we're
5: going to take him out of power. He said this man should not remain in power. What person in their right mind thinks that someone who bombs innocent people children a country that is un- mm-hmm. an unprovoked war, right. should remain in power. Right. Now, this is not he how the has said to the other the, side sh- of that, sh- so sh- I sh- think that, sh- that sh- this, we should do something to take him out of office, that would be a different thing. General Hurt- Hurtling on our air that mm-hmm. evening mm-hmm. said the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Quite honestly, I think this is, this is a media-manufactured story.
3: See? Okay. And the media, so this
0: me- Yeah, so that's Don Lemon going, hey, listen, it's fine that Biden wants to kick off World War Three, no and he's at the same position. He's like nobody actually believes Joe, which that could very well be true. I I know that most of the world doesn't take Biden seriously. How could you? Nobody in this uh country takes him seriously. So of course there there wouldn't be any um anybody in the world would take him seriously. But that is not true. Uh he is still the president of the United States. Uh, He's still the leader of the free world, uh, quote, unquote. Yeah, some air quotes for that. And so when he makes those statements, yes, it absolutely is going to be perceived as that is a policy change in the United States and that the U.S. is going to push and push and push back until Putin's taken out of office. And if Putin I mean, what's the most dangerous thing is a cornered animal, a cornered animal. adversary is the most dangerous because at that point there is nothing left to lose there you know there is no nowhere else to go and so they lash out and and you know make irrational decisions and all of a sudden we have some nukes going off somewhere and now it kicks off world war three so yes in this time you can't just be like uh oh that's just how i feel today and i think that's a whole cultural thing how did we get all this crazy cultural stuff going on that we deal with now How do we get 87 genders and and everything that you can imagine? How do we get all that? How did we get all these lies about, you know, different crime? How do we get the lies that the police are out just hunting people uh, that are black and all this? How do we get all that through this going? Well, that's just how I felt today. So I just said it. And then other people pick up on it, and they believe it, and they follow you down that rabbit hole, and suddenly you have cities burning down and people getting hurt and killed and damage done that won't be cleared up maybe in my lifetime completely over, this is how I felt today. So I just acted. And the funny part is, he was supposed to be the good alternative. He was supposed to be the alternative to, you know, orange man, bad, crazy tweets. And, uh just have to say think we might be in a hell of a lot worse position yeah just maybe maybe on the brink of world war three and nuclear exchange with russia yeah might be a little bit worse just a tiny bit so if the ukrainian stuff and the fighting with russia isn't bad enough well this week we biden reveals his budget 5.8 trillion dollar budget oh shouldn't be a problem at all um the crazy part is the way he tried to sell it, and this is it's hard to believe that somebody would come out with a straight face and say this, but this is what he came out with, a straight face or just a dumb face. Um, maybe that's more like it. Uh, anyway, to announce uh, his budget and what it's going to do, and it's going to be so, so great, and, of course, take another shot at Trump.
1: 2020, we're reducing the size of the deficit relative to our economy by almost two thirds, reducing inflationary pressures, and making real headway cleaning up the fiscal mess I inherited. Oh, wow. After my president's, gotta be my, kidding me. My, excuse me, my predecessor's <sighs> fiscal mismanagement, my, oh, we my. were reducing the Trump deficits and returning our fiscal house to order. <laughs> now, the budget I'm releasing today <laughs> will continue this approach. Wow.
0: All right. So, of course, it's, uh, you know, pushing, you know. So, here's the thing Um, revenue for the government actually went up under Trump until 2020. And that's when they started enacting the stimulus, which, of course, pushed the, uh, uh, you know, spending. Way over the top, of course. Of course, we had what a trillion dollar uh giveaway there at one point, so that adds a trillion to it. And so, this new budget, which is 5.8 trillion, is actually larger because the last uh budget of Trump's the last uh fiscal year or whatever was only 4.6 trillion, and now we're at 5.8, so now we've added 1.2 trillion dollars. And you say, Well, wow, that how does that reduce our? Um, deficit spending. Well, that doesn't seem possible. We're spending an extra trillion dollars. And their whole thing is like, well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to collect more tax money and there's going to be more revenue into the government so we can spend more. Well, that's not true at all because now they've revealed that they're going to come up with a new tax. There is a billionaire tax. Well, a little less than that. They call it a billionaire tax because that's how they sell it. Because people are like, "Oh yeah, billionaires. They don't, pay, they don't pay anything. So we should really hit them." So they got a twenty percent minimum, which is not even close to right. I mean, none of this is right uh, because they already pay way over twenty percent uh, between you know federal, state, local, all that. There's a shit ton of taxes. You wouldn't believe it if you actually look it up and see what somebody with that amount of wealth uh, actually has to pay in taxes. It would make your eyes pop out of your head. But now they're talking about taxing unrealized income, which is insane, which is money you don't have. Obviously, money that is not liquid, money that is not at your fingertips, money that you probably don't have. And this is going to start at not a billion dollars, like it's sold as it's a billion dollar tax. No, it actually starts at a 100 million. Now, does that affect most Americans? No, it does not. But that doesn't mean it won't in the future. What else it'll do is cause a lot of these people to then offshore or leave altogether. Now, this is a terrible idea. Uh, creating a wealth tax. This has been a dream of the left for a long time because in their crazy utopia, wet dream fantasy world, they think all you have to do is just tax the hell out of rich people. They'll give us all their money. Then we'll have enough money to just spend, 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 spend. We can buy all the votes and all the constituencies we ever want. And we'll never lose another election. And everybody hates those people because they're rich anyway. So nobody's going to say anything about us taking their money which is completely ridiculous because it never stops with them. Number two, uh, they'll just leave. All the European countries at some point tried this, okay? All of them did. All of every time, 100% of the time, it failed. It failed because the people said, listen, we're already paying a huge, huge amount of money in taxes. And, I mean, the upper 1%, the upper 1% of income earners pay over half of all tax revenue that goes into Washington. So to say they're not paying their fair sh- share is ludicrous, but these people are greedy and they want to spend and spend and grow the government, grow the government and get the government wormed into every aspect of your life and make you dependent on them. And the only way they can do that is if they can have enough money and they think by some deluded, crazy, uh, you know, plan that they can just tax some really rich people until they have all their money. And if you don't believe me, that that's how they feel, here is the imminent, that good, hardcore freedom fighter, Bernie himself, letting you know how much he supports this and what a Marxist he is. Here you go.
1: Today, billionaires like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Richard Branson are zooming off in their spaceships to outer space. What? They're buying 500 million dollar super yachts. So? They're buying mansions with 25 bathrooms.
3: Maybe they have the sheds. I don't know. Point?
1: Well, half of our people live paycheck to paycheck. And is that really what America is supposed to be about?
0: I don't remember America. I, is it somewhere it says America where everybody is a billionaire? who has 25 bathrooms and zooms off to space. No, no. It says it's the land of opportunity, that everybody has the opportunity to do that. There is um, no essential barrier saying, well, you weren't born the right way or you weren't born the right uh, name or whatever to ever achieve these things or to be a property owner or to live a prosperous life. Everyone will have the opportunity. Some will thrive and some will fail. Uh, As in all human endeavors around the world, every day, all day long, it's it's never-ending. That's what it does. But you can tell, and it's kind of funny because now it used to be millionaires and billionaires. Now it's just billionaires because, well, Bernie's now a millionaire. And Bernie now owns three homes. And how many bathrooms are in those homes, Bernie? And why is that okay? And it's just back to the same old tired thing. It's fine. Those people have shit tons of money. They're just going to, we just got to pass a law and they're going to give it all to us. And then we'll be able to just finance and spend and spend and spend it is absolute lunacy and it is truly marxism it's terrifying very much i mean it is going to make major damages when you're talking about unrealized income you're talking about people that have money in the stock market so what happens uh when they're like well hey your your minimum tax your tax is due on all that unrealized income so you're going to to sell it all off to pay your taxes or we're going to come take you to jail and so what happens all these people that hold, you know, a large chunk of companies and everything else on in the stock market will have to sell off to pay this tax if they're not liquid enough to do so, which is quite a few of them. And now you're going to have a market crash, which then will then affect you because you can lose your job, uh, you know, or they just won't start keep, You know, they won't keep creating new jobs or the existing ones we'll go out of business because well now you just you know caused a huge depression so this is a big problem it's a really big problem all right i gotta take a quick break i'll be right back rated the worst losing
3: the most bags shrinking legroom during covid american requires passengers to show id to fly but attacks texas's popular voter id law why is ceo doug parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political, why?
0: Hello, I am back. Yes, we're back. All right, so uh, what else is going on this week? Well, uh, we had the Oscars, and, uh, well, that happened. And there's so many different takes on the whole uh, Will Smith-Chris Rock thing. It's really made me nauseous. Uh, It's just so dumb to, you know, go over all this. And, uh, you know, here is my point about it. I do not have a problem. With a man standing up for his wife or for standing up for what's right and wrong. Okay. End of the day, that I do not have a problem with. That's fine. Somebody gets out of line. Honestly, if you're, you know, if you're out and about in public and some guy comes up and says something, you know, very off-collar or something really inappropriate to your wife or your girlfriend and you slap the shit out of him or, or punch him, I, you know, I'm not going to have a problem with that. Now, will you have to deal with the legal ramifications for that? Yeah, you will. You're, you aren't Will Smith, okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're not Will Smith. So if you do that, I'm not saying you're in the wrong, but legally, there's going to be some repercussions. They're probably going to come arrest you. You're probably going to have to deal with it, and you have to think about that beforehand. The actual act of defending a loved one or whatever, I don't have a problem with, essentially. Okay. So I have a complicated take on this, but I figured I had to talk about it before we get into the uh, Florida bill thing. But here's my problem: number one, um, doing it in that venue, in that in that setting, is really dumb because now not only are you uh, putting yourself in some kind of legal jeopardy, assuming that you know you are just a plebe like the rest of us, and you're not a uh, you know, huge star with un- uh, unlimited resources, but you could have just ended your career because people look at that and say, Well, no, I'm not. And it, and you know, not only did you go up on stage and, and hit somebody, uh, because they made a joke, but on top of that, you're out in the audience yelling and screaming, like you know, you. <sighs> like you're in a bar or on the street or something it's uh, it's really bizarre and with all the issues that have gone on with those two it just is really bizarre all around. Is it a mental break from Will Smith because of the whole situation that's going on with him and his wife? I mean I'm sure there is you know uh, from the way I understand it and have read about it you know he may feel really you know un- you know very weak and and beat down. And for somebody who's used to being the spotlight and the stud and the guy out there to suddenly be put in that position, you know, it can fuck with him. And I'm sure it is. And this is a way for him to do that. Okay. Having said that, number one, the joke was a joke. And I think it sets a dangerous precedent. Now, hear me out. Because, like I said, I've heard both sides of this. And I have to find my side in it. I mean, that's what you do. This is what normal people should do is you listen to this side, you listen to that side and say, okay, how do I truly feel about it? Seeing the people supporting Will Smith, he did the right thing. He was defending his wife and people say mean things. You should be able to uh, defend uh, the honor of your wife. Okay. In principle, I agree with that. I don't agree with it in this situation because I don't think the, uh, um, you know, it wasn't like he was, you know, said something really off color or something. And, of course, the woke idiots get a hold of it and go, yeah, but uh, she has a condition, and and you can't make fun of conditions. Oh, whatever. He wasn't. So I, I don't know. But that's the take you get. And so when people had that take, initially, I had to take the other side and say, well, no, 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 no. If the woke people are all for it, then I don't know that I'm for this. Okay, let's, let's roll this back. I don't think it was uh, the proper place to take care of something like that. Uh, if it was a true situation where, you know, somebody did say something really off color or something like that, that you feel that it's like, okay, listen, that took a step too far. Uh, that's something you deal with man to man to the side and say, hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? But the other side of it is is really strange because I personally feel like it's just another attack on free speech and comedy. Okay. This is my weird, my take on it. Like I said, it's not the general one or anything else. But that's how I felt about it. Chris Rock is up there, and help. let's be honest, he's not talking off the cuff. He's reading off of a prompter. It's not even his joke. It's a writer's joke. Somebody wrote that and put it into the teleprompter, and he read it. So even if you somehow would think that Chris Rock knew that You know, Jada had alopecia. I would assume probably that he didn't because he said he didn't. Uh, And number two, the person who wrote the joke, actually, who is not named Chris Rock, probably had no idea and just thought that that was a new style thing. She's making a point. She's going along with this new androgynous whatever. I'm sure there's a letter for her. So we want to recognize that we're going to make a joke. So I think uh, two things. Number one, your intention to defend uh, your wife and your loved ones is, is a good thing, and that should be encouraged in men. As I was talking about the last episode, be a man, and that's truly part of being a man. It's not always easy. Sometimes you have to confront things you don't want to. Okay, got it. I don't think it was the venue, and I don't think it was warranted. I think it was more of a hit against um, free speech. And number two, I think that this is going to set a trend where now people at these award shows or whatever, when a guy's up there, roasting, them. Can you imagine the whole crowd? If that was okay, the whole crowd would have descended. If somebody like Ricky Gervais would have hosted it and he's roasting the entire audience uh, one by one by name, you can imagine they would have been lined up beating him to death. So I, I just find this a terrible precedent to set. That it's okay to just walk up on stage and smack somebody for them saying something you don't like. That is a horrible precedent. Uh, I don't care that maybe your uh, intentions uh, may have been noble in nature at some point. Uh, People do bad things for good reasons. So that's my take on it. And strangely enough, uh, this is really odd. Um, Jim Carrey had a very similar take. And I didn't hear this until today. And it's very odd because Jim Carrey, let's be honest, has not been exactly um, lucid for quite a number of years now, and he is a really, really wokey McWoke face. Uh, so it's really hard to think that I share some sort of uh, hmm, some sort of opinion with him, but apparently I do.
3: He watched it unfold, and then what happened after? I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en mass, And uh, it just, it really felt news? like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or sh- show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you, you know, you do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. No, no, I agree. I, I think we all agree on that. I just thought, Jim, that it escalated to that. You know what I mean? That it escalated to that ah, level. It didn't escalate. It, it came out of nowhere because Will there has something go. going on inside him that's frustrated. And I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm-hmm. things. But that was have not a good to... moment.
0: Right. And so, kind of, he's in the same place. Now, this may be evidence. Hey, let's hope that another one of the woke, uh, crazy Hollywood mob is maybe starting to wake up a little and go, wait a second, what the hell are we doing now? Is this okay? I mean, this is not okay. This is not where we want to go. And people always have kind of talked about, you know, the cupcake, the snowflake. Oh, everybody's offended by this. Everybody's offended by that. They just go cry in their safe space. But that has turned around. That, that may have been where it started, but that's not where we're going now. It has now been expressly approved and cheered on that, yes, if somebody says something you don't like or you don't agree with, that it's okay to then get physically physical with them. And so it leads to a very, very, very dark place that I don't think anybody wants to be in. We're talking about, uh, you know, active, uh, you know, warfare in the streets and stuff that just is not good. So maybe these people are starting to wake up. But of course, you have this this activist who's going to give us all the reasons why it's okay and and oh, just insanity.
4: three acts of violence at the Oscars last night. The first was from Chris Rock. Who invited an entire, predominantly white, international audience to laugh at Jada
1: Pinkett's.
0: Which is it? Oh my God! Three acts of violence. I only saw one act of violence. Let's get that out of the way. And this is what I'm saying about it being approved and pushed. And and like I said, maybe Jim Carrey's waking up to this and going, "Man, this is dumb. This is insane." Because, and I think the reason that Carrey is starting to, uh, you know, at least got on the right side of this one anyway, is because he's been a stand-up comedian. And a lot of the stand-up comedians go listen they're just jokes I'm up there talking it's to get a laugh it's all about it. I mean that's what most of it is it's all about you know it's all about fun and comedy and everything else And if you say that it's okay to start walking up and physically assaulting people well, you're going to destroy comedy altogether, which I think is their goal. But so this lady comes out and goes, There's three acts of violence. Uh, the first one was when uh, Chris Rock became a white supremacist and said everybody should make fun of Jada Pinkett Smith. No. No. He thought it was a look that she was going for. And was like, Hey, you know, I like the G.I. Jane look, you know, whatever. It's a sad joke to hit somebody over. Now, if he would have came out and said, Hey, look it's Jada Pinka Smith, you know, she's the only one in here that's been ridden more than the Seattle slough, then maybe you'd go up and hit the guy because now there's a problem. But that's not what was said. And uh, you know, it's not that she's off limits because she is a public figure as well. She's an actress, she has shows, so she's in the public spotlight as well. Anyway, let's go on with this insane bullshit. White or international.
5: Now, oftentimes,
0: comedians, can
4: people use black women, making fun of black women, humiliating black women, as a way to build their own social capital. It's a way to He's engage in an act of anti-blackness. But it seems like it's just the way historical. you're using black that women that way you can to get capital. Your predominantly white male audience base. The second act of violence was the audience laughing. Everyone went along with it. That was the performance that that I thought that I would be responding to. But then, because I would have made this video regardless, but then (laughs) Will Smith got up on the stage and did the third act of violence, which was smacking Chris Rock in the face. And it's interesting who's getting condemned. What acts of violence get condemned? Why officers of the state are being invited to get involved for some reason. Why some people want some people to be criminalized.
0: Um, Well, um, let's see. Officers of the state. Well, let's just say the police get involved when somebody commits a crime and smacking the shit out of somebody. eh, That's a crime. We've established that. That's called assault. Now, uh, saying words that you don't agree with, that's not disapproved by the law. You see, there's a difference there. Now, if Chris Rock would have said, you know, this person is the worst person on earth and I want everybody right now to grab their steak knife that came along with your salmon uh, and stab her, then he would have committed a crime too an incitement to violence. But that's not what happened. He said she looked like G.I. Jane. Okay, let's get a fucking grip. Let's get a grip on it. So. That's all I want to say about that whole load of bullshit because I just I'm tired of it and I just don't think that, um, you know, it's worth keeping going on about so. We move on to the Florida bill. And, of course, we had people in Hollywood. Oh, it's so disgusting and sad. That had to jump on board with the fake bullshit narrative that it's the don't say gay bill. And the problem is most of these people are about to hear have not read anything. They know nothing about it. They just saw whatever a clip off of CNN or a clip on Twitter where, you know, (sighs) Oh, here it is. This is what they saw. Uh, let me just run it for you real quick. This is CNN just uh, uh, describing the law over the last of the last law.
3: You know, would I be okay with them not wanting to? able to say the word
2: gay
4: and now this anti-gay bill or if you will you know you can't say the word gay and a ban on the word gay
2: but he's also trying to censor uh
5: whether or not teachers can say the word gay in our, our classroom
1: florida's governor is now facing criticism after the state house passed a law that won't let you say gay
0: so they watched that they thought they knew what they were talking about so then they come out and do this
4: Great night uh tonight and for you people in Florida, we're gonna have a gay
0: night. And that's what you get. Idiots, idiots, idiots. We're gonna say gay, 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 gay. Well, good for you. Should we now get up and smack you? I don't know. Is that okay? Are we going to approve that? It gets worse, though, uh, because (laughs) that wasn't uh, the only. They went on more uh, Hollywood people talking about, uh, uh, you know, uneducated ignorance about uh, the Florida bill. So here we go. We've got. uh, Oh, well, here you go.
3: Yeah. Protesting the don't say gay yes, bill. It, I wanted to give you an opportunity to comment on that effort. Oh sure.
0: He's but... not giving you an opportunity. He's saying, listen, I'm holding you hostage. If you don't say something bad about this bill, you won't have a career anymore.
5: Comment would be <laughs> gay, gay,
3: gay, 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 gay gay, 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 Good morning, Governor DeSantis. Ron
0: here. <laughs> Oh, dear God. This is Ron Perlman. Now, it's hard to find people as dumb as this um, because most of them, let's be honest, are janitors at the mall, okay? Or something like that. And, you know, not to demean it, but. Let's just say uh, there's plenty, plenty of uh, people that are, you know, I, hey, listen, a lot of people that do those kind of jobs are are like special or, or, or something. And that's fine. At least they're out there working and trying. All right. So to uh, I, I feel bad already because I didn't want to demean that because I actually applaud that they're not being victims. They're out there working and trying to push hard. But let's just say their intellect is not uh, where it needs to be to, say, be on a a uh, world stage and a leadership role. We'll put it that way. Uh, unfortunately, there is one, uh, but there's many of them, and one of them is Ron Perlman, who decides to make this video and make a complete and total jackass out of himself.
3: We knew Ron. Um, yeah, thanks. Don't say gay. Don't say. Don't say. Like the first two words. In a sentence spoken by a political leader of a state...
5: Never spoke the sentence, and it's not in, in the, the bill.
3: United States of America, don't say... What do you care? You're from the Congo. Don't say, you fucking Nazi pig. Say! First Amendment. Oh, now he Read cares about, about the first it. Am- Then run for office.
0: You piece of shit, Yeah. That's why, um... Yeah. That's why when you have jobs like this, uh, you should be literate. Okay? That should be a prerequisite. You should be literate. Because that way, then, you can read. And then you wouldn't make asinine videos like this. You wouldn't make asinine videos like this. And you wouldn't look like a complete and utter moron. But that's really hard. That's really hard for Ron Perlman. Perlman. There we go. We'll try that again. It's really hard for Ron Perlman. As you can tell, he is a freaking uh, mouth-breathing idiot. Um, Whatever. Don't say, don't say gay. That's a sentence. No, it's not. It's not in the bill. It has nothing to do with that. Actually, Ron, uh, it's about not grooming children sexually. Um, Is that what you're for? Uh, should we be checking out some things? Uh, how much pedophilia material do you have around? Are you okay with sexualizing children? And for what reason would you have for that? Because there is only one. And if that's the case, then not only are you a moron, um, you are the worst form of humanity. So anyway. Uh, We're going to visit a lot of those worst forms of humanity here in the next few minutes. Because what is the bill about? We've talked about this many times. And uh, here, here's a little bit longer clip. Uh, This is Ron DeSantis announcing the bill and talking about some of it.
5: A lot of uh, uh, discussions about uh, this particular piece of legislation. You've seen a lot of sloganeering um, and fake narratives by leftist politicians, by activists, by corporate media and you still see it even today after a lot of this stuff has been debunked. Now it's true, many of the people who help who whip this up have never actually read the bill. Uh, they haven't taken the time to do that, they would rather just further narratives. Um, but I must tell you, these leftist politicians, corporate media outlets, some of these activist groups, they actually have read the bill. And they're sloganeering because they don't want to admit that they support a lot of the things that we're providing protections against. For example, they support sexualizing kids in kindergarten. They support injecting woke gender ideology into second grade classrooms. They support enabling schools to quote transition students to a quote different gender without the knowledge of the parent, much less without the parents consent. And so what they're doing with these slogans and these narratives is they are trying to camouflage their true intentions. They know in every single poll that's been done that actually reads the language in the bill will find overwhelmingly Americans oppose injecting this type of material into the classroom of young kids. Americans support the right of parents to be informed and to be able to withhold consent over certain types of medical um, uh, treatments in in school. So they know that and so that's why they're resorting uh, to some of the narratives and it hasn't worked but let's just be clear it's not just all of them have not read the bill. Many have not. Many have and many of them want to see this type of stuff in our schools so be very very careful when you see that and I was someone told me that there's even people in Hollywood that are that are opposed um, you know to, to to providing protections for parents and enforcing parents rights you know the one thing I'll say about that is if the people who held up degenerates like Harvey Weinstein up as exemplars and as heroes and as all that if those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents rights I wear that
0: like a badge of honor. And uh, so should all of us. I mean, let's remember, these are the people that, yeah, they held Harvey Weinstein up and covered up for him. Uh, Many of these uh, Hollywood elitists were big buddies with Epstein and flying to his pedophile island uh, where they could sexually assault, uh, you know, underage uh, girls. I, I just have to say. Um, maybe there's a reason they uh, don't like this, because they want the kids sexualized younger and younger so they can prey on them. Uh, one person who seems to be really uh, all good with that is Disney. And you may say, well, that seems crazy. Disney? Oh, yes. Here is a emergency meeting at Disney with the head of the company uh, or the head of the, uh, uh, I'm guessing, uh, head of uh, storylines or something. I, I can't remember what her title is. But here she is talking about what they really need to do with Disney.
4: I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child.
0: Um, I want to know how old these children are. How do you know the child is pansexual? Because if it's a young child, then we need to talk. Because why would a child who especially a small child be like yeah I'm pansexual I just want to have sexual intercourse with whatever whoever no matter what 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 the hell are you talking about what what? I give up I give up these people are sick that's all there is to it and trust me if people do know me or if you get to know me I am not a prude in any way shape or form all right just look at pictures of me and you can tell I'm not a prude all right I'm a uh, long-haired, pierced, tattooed rock musician. All right? The word prude and me are not exactly in the same sentence. But at the same time, there is a line that we have discussed and agreed upon for, uh, you know, as long as I have been alive and as long as, you know, people were alive before that, that I can remember that you stay away from children. That is a very easy, simple line that's drawn in the sand that says children are on this side, adults are on that side. We keep adult things here, we keep children's things here, and we keep them separated, and it's for a very good reason, and we know the reasons, and yet we have to keep talking about this.
4: And, and also as a leader, many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and, and, and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and, and not have to be about gay stories.
0: What? How about we just make kids stories? Could we do that? I thought that was the company policy. I thought that's what Disney was doing. They made a Wonderland for children. Nothing to do with sex. How about that? How about that just becomes a little rule, a little law, and you know what? Uh, You go back to being the juggernaut of entertainment that makes more money than God, and you can be just fine. How, How does that work out for you? But no, no, you're not happy with that. Nope, can't happen. No, we can't do that. No, we must sexualize the children. Why? Tell me why. Give me one good possible reason that doesn't you know that doesn't include some sort of either pedophilia or something pedophilic adjacent of why you would sexualize children period there is none and that is the problem there is no reason other than that so there are some teachers that have a problem there's a teacher oh boy it's it's rough listen how rough this teacher has it now Because this teacher, by the way, just to put it out there, is gay. And he's a teacher in Florida. Unfortunately, this new bill that doesn't say anything about gay or anything else, it says, don't talk about sex to young children. After third grade, any talk of sex, sexual identity, any of that stuff must be approved as age appropriate, and the parents must be made aware, and they have the right to to you know withhold their child from having to listen to this. Huh, I thought that was called free speech. That's weird. They're not saying you can't say it after a certain point, but it needs to be age appropriate, and if parents don't want their kids involved in it, they can pull them out. Seems reasonable. 90% plus of this country would say, yeah, that's normal. That seems common sense fine sign on the dotted line put me up there but no we got to deal with this and you got to deal with this idiot we should be able to have discussions and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten that's what we do as educators we build relationships with our kids kindergarten you build relationships with your kids in kindergarten okay what kind of personal relationship do you have with a kindergartner as an adult what kind of relationship they are first they are your students they're not your kids so stop it Okay, they're not your kids. They are your students, and what kind of adult child relationship are you having now? Building a relationship of trust, like this is teacher. They're an authority figure. They're going to teach me my ABCs and how you know I am and am not allowed to behave in uh, you know in a classroom setting. And we're going to learn how to you know read, write, paint, color, do all those things. Other than that, I don't see a whole lot of bonding time when it comes to personal things with five and six-year-olds and an adult. But here we go. And in order to build relationships, you talk about your home life. You talk about what you do on the weekends. That's building community. I. It scares
5: me to death that I am not going to be able to have these conversations with my children they're going to ask me what i did on the weekend i don't want to have to hide that my partner and i went paddleboarding
0: this weekend well first of all you don't have to hide the fact that you went paddleboarding. see paddle boarding not sexual therefore not an issue now i would have the same problem let's just throw this out there since this is a uh you know intended as an adult audience uh i would have the same problem if it was a male or female teacher who came in and said well what'd you do this weekend and they said well my boyfriend or my girlfriend boy we had some wild crazy say so you should have saw the positions we tried this weekend or wow you wouldn't believe what my husband tried this weekend any of that's inappropriate as well all of it is inappropriate all of it is you know when i was in school teachers didn't talk about that sort of thing they might ask you, hey, did you have fun this weekend? Did you play some games? Oh, cool, cool. You oh, you went on a vacation. Oh, you went on a trip. Oh, that's nice. You went to see your grandparents. Oh, that's nice. When you ask them, they're like, well, you know, I don't really talk about my uh, I don't really talk about my home life. Or they might have said, oh no, I took a vacation or we went here. We took a trip and went there. Okay. All right. See? Nothing sexual in there. There would be no problem if he said, no, I went paddleboarding. Kids go, oh, cool. That's cool, Mr. Whatever-your-name-is. That's cool. Uh, we go to the beach, too. That's the kind of normal conversations you have with kindergartners. You know, you know, and you're going to have some boy. I mean, you know kids. You're going to have some boy go, wow, did you see any sharks? I, You know, I got bit by a shark. You know, the same old thing. It's the same thing that happens. None of that is a problem. How do I know it's not a problem? How do I know? Well, I have personal experience with this. I'm going to give a personal story. When I was in elementary school, we had a gym teacher who was also the basketball coach, and she was de facto a lesbian. Okay? Everyone knew it. No one talked about it. Okay? wasn't a big deal. Nobody brought it up. I think one kid said something one time and, you know, got written up for saying something out of line. Okay? So this was taken care of then. Other than that, Did it ever come up in any, I mean, I played basketball on the team, you know, it is kind of funny to think about now, but yeah, I tried anyway, none of that was an issue. It wasn't brought up. It wasn't an issue. Everybody knew nobody cared. And I didn't exactly grow up in the bastion of crazy, woke (laughs) liberal land. All right. But it wasn't a big deal. Why? Because it wasn't what, what pertinence would it have been to talk about it? There wasn't. We played basketball. We learned how to play basketball. We learned techniques. We learned, you know, the proper way to shoot, how to, you know, rebound, how to, you know, block out. That's the kind of things we we talked about because that was the job. That's what it was about. What would have been weird is if we would have went in for gym class or to be on the basketball team and had a 30-minute diatribe about sexuality. That would have been weird and inappropriate. What would have been completely normal is to learn what we were there to learn about. And that's what we did. And there was no issues and everything was fine. Isn't that strange? Huh. Almost as if that's what common sense dictates. Huh. Maybe we should try some more of that. All right. Well, I had a lot more to get to on the DeSanta story, but uh, we'll probably have to catch up on some of that Sunday. I want to get to this very last thing. I've got another story about uh, Hunter's laptop that's really interesting, but the clip alone is is like four or five minutes, and we'd have to pause it, and I'm running out of time. So I want to go to this. This was uh, very interesting, and it does you know uh, kind of go to the Hunter thing, but this was from Tucker earlier this week. Uh, a real quick that really quick clip and this does pertain to ukraine and to hunter biden so let's check it out
2: are we paying for bio labs in ukraine of all places how long has this been going on and what's the purpose of it so we started poking around to find out we did we just spoke to someone who knows the answer to this question someone with direct first-hand knowledge of this topic it turns out that our government has for some time funded bio labs in ukraine that do among other things research on yes biological weapons This is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. So why is the U.S. government doing this in Ukraine? The answer is because no one wants to do bioweapons research in this country. It's too dangerous and it's too unpopular. For decades, the U.S. government worked on bioweapons at places like Fort Detrick in suburban Maryland or underground at the Army's Dugway Proving Ground outside Salt Lake City. But after a series of accidents and controversies, the government decided to move bioweapons research offshore. Ukraine, among other countries, was a perfect place to relocate. Because Ukraine is not a democracy, the Ukrainian government can host all the bioweapons research it wants. There's nothing ordinary Ukrainians can do about it. That's the truth.
0: All right, so that was uh, from there. And then there came out the uh, story to go along with that, that a couple, at least one, if not more, of the firms that then built labs And got funding for the labs, went through Rosemont Seneca, which was ran by, yes, Hunter Biden and the stepson of John Kerry. And, of course, they procured the money through the government to then get the uh, investment to these companies to build bio labs in Ukraine and the plot thickens and thickens and yes we're going to talk a lot more about the laptop situation uh, on Sunday with this bombshell that happened in Congress on the floor of the House uh, in a committee with uh, Matt Gaetz uh, and the FBI and it is mind-blowing and uh, it's like I said it's a five-minute clip and it's going to take longer than that to go through it to talk about it it is unreal but it is very uh it's very good news because something's gonna happen anyway that is all the time i have today i have to uh get ready got lots more work to do and uh start getting ready for sunday as well i'll be back with lots more we'll talk about uh more on the hunter biden story and many many other things and hopefully just hopefully um Joe Biden doesn't talk us into uh, being in the middle of a nuclear uh, hot war by Sunday. We can only hope nobody knows what the hell he'll say today. Hopefully he knows how to read the note cards they have given him. The font should be large enough by now. Anyway, I just want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review. it has helped out a lot it's making a big difference as well as uh see some people uh, sending some messages of encouragement that is uh, very very appreciated it does mean a lot it makes me feel like i'm actually accomplishing something here uh all the things you do it really does uh, make me feel good and it really does encourage me to keep going and i will i will keep uh moving on and all those um Anywhere that you find the podcast, whatever it lets you do, whether it's stars or review or, or whatever, uh, please do so. Uh, as well as if you do want to send me a message or anything like that, uh, you can do so on the website ericsamerica.com. You can do it on Facebook at ericsamericapod or uh, an old-fashioned email ericsamericapod at gmail.com. All those come to me because I couldn't afford a staff if I wanted to. Anyway, I will be back Sunday. Until then, just remember, it's no agenda, just America.